Hey, this is Mabel Munyamani and this is Living the Gift Out Loud podcast. This is a show designed for women who want to find long-lasting confidence for themselves in their business and for their family. I help women find the courage to own their strengths and uniqueness, walk and live out their best lives without compromising, compromising their values, their passions, or their strengths. In this show, I'll give you the very best of life, family, and business advice. And I'll be bringing you special guests to help me bring this message home and keep things real. By the way, I'll also be giving you a refreshing sprinkle of my faith. Glad you're here. Enjoy the ride. Let's go. Hello, hello, people. Welcome to another episode of Living the Gift Out Loud podcast. Glad you're here. Happy to have you again on another episode. Today's topic is business mindset versus employee mindset. Are you happening to be oscillating or struggling between the two, uh, which seems or appears to be a big issue when you are either in full-time work and you're considering going into business or you are in full-time work and you're wanting to start or have started a side hustle or you have a side hustle and now you're considering going into full-time business and possibly leave your full-time work, right? So this is what I call you oscillating between the three um, places. Side hustle, idea, in full-time work or business, okay? So there is a challenge, um, in having these two mindsets because when I talk about mindset, what is a mindset? Mindset is the way you think, the way you constantly think and have a set pattern of the way you think in the way you do things, right? And because if we are still in full-time work and trying to run a side hustle and or trying to get into a full-time business, then because we're predominantly using employee mindset in work, Right, the challenge that comes in now when you're trying to go into business or into side hustle, which is a business, right? That oscillation, right, um, is difficult, especially if you're always in full time work. Then flipping into the business mindset is challenging. I'm not saying it's not doable, it is because a lot of us have done that for a while, right? We have a lot of moms who are in full time work, have side gigs, side hustles. Um, and so it's not something that's not doable. It is, but it's really challenging on the mindset itself, oscillating between the two. Right. So how do you manage that? And how do you get into one mindset that really serves you well when you're trying to get into business? Because it's really complicated, like I said. Okay. So I'll show you my, I'll talk about my experience and how I've learned to counteract um the employee mindset taking over or predominantly um, controlling me when I'm in my business, right? Because if you approach your business with an employee mindset, you're going to struggle because they're completely different fields. So they require a different approach, different strategy with the two different sets altogether, right? And what I find challenging, what I found challenging in my journey when I started my side business and then when I went to, into full-time business and something that always that I sometimes do again, is um, use my employee mindset in my business. And like I said, if you continuously do this, it's going to be really, really challenging because the two different 
industries, requiring two different mindsets, two different approaches, two different ways of thinking, working, behaving, and acting. Okay, so what is um, employee mindset? You keep maybe that's what you're questioning and asking. Okay, maybe you're going on about this um, employee mindset, business mindset. What is what is it about? Okay, so first things first. None of these are wrong. It's just what they are. When you're in full-time work, there's a way you think as an employee. When you're in business, there's a way you think in business. So none of them are wrong. I'm not saying one is more superior to the other. I'm simply saying that when you are going into business, when you are in business, the employee mindset will not serve you, will not work for you. You will find it really challenging to grow, develop, to scale, or even move your idea right into full-time business if you're always going back functioning and getting into the employee mindset tapping into your employee mindset so what is an employee mindset i'm going to really really define all of them so we actually know what we're talking about okay um so what is an employee mindset employee mindset is just you're simply used to turning up right so i'll give you my example when i was a nurse right I turned up to my shift. My shift hours are set, right? So I know that Monday I'm going to an early shift, like 7 to 3. I'm doing a 2 to 10. I'm doing a late shift. I'm doing an, um, a twilight, which is 6 to 2. Or I'm doing a night shift, which is 10 or 11 or 9 o'clock till morning 7 a.m., right? So my times are set, right? My hours are set. So he said I'm doing the 12-hour shift. I'm doing the um, 6-hour shift. I'm doing the 4-hour shift, whatever it is, Right? Um, so you have a job description. So in my nursing role, this is what I'm expected to do, right? I'm in charge of the ward. I delegate um, the tasks to uh, my teams. I assess the patients. I do medication. I do risk assessments. I do assessments. I have meetings with doctors and other therapists have multidisciplinary meetings. Um, I give the patients medication. I review their progress. We've got care plans. Um, we do this, we, have, we do what we have, like we call ward rounds, um, where we have a meeting with multidisciplinary team, everybody involved in the patient care. We talk about their care. Is it working? What do we need to be doing? What do we need to change? I talk about discharge, seeing is the medication working, right? And then at the end of the shift, I am done. I go home. I literally log off and go home, right? So literally I hand over to the next person coming in, the next nurse who's taking over me, right? I hand over the situation of the ward, how the patients have been, if it's a morning, a late shift, whatever, how the patients have been, hand over what work needs to be done, right, so they can continue with it. I write my notes for the time I was with the patients, right, and I go home. I am done, right? And the right thing is when I've finished the work, I have nothing to do with the work. I'm done. I'm going home. I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about my husband. I'm thinking about my time off. Um, I literally log off work. I have nothing to do with work. If they call me outside my work hours, really, ideally, they shouldn't because I've, I've done work. Of course, it will happen here and there. Let's say, I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe there's something they need to ask to check, something that happened in the ward. They need me to confirm something. You know, that's, that's, that's okay, right? But ideally, when I'm off this ward, if I'm done my hours, I don't need to be doing anything else until I get back again into the ward right and i know the last work i did i was doing telesales which is over the phone it literally is the same thing when i hand over when i finish i am done until i go on my um 
log off log on again the next time on my phone turn it on then i'm now available for calls and the time is finished i log off i'm not receiving any more calls right so this is what we call an employee mindset i don't have to do anything um patient retention medication retention is none of my business that's not my job obviously as a senior clinician i have to count medication and to make sure the medication is enough if it's not i will simply hand it over to the pharmacist or to whoever needs to know and they'll fill up the medication right but one big thing i've never had to worry about as a nurse is where do the patients come from right when i turn up to work i expect the patients to be there right that's not my job to worry about the ward is running out of patients where are the patients coming from right i know when i worked at a private hospital back in the uk um that that was their job to make sure that you know they get patients coming to the hospital because it's private so they have to advertise they need to have really nice packages for the for the patients to be wanting to come and stay over right that was not my job my job was patient care and then i go home right so this is what i talk about in employee mindset the um, i just do my job my job description which is what i'm required to do and then i'm done at the end of the shift at the end of the job i go home whatever happens really is not my business because my clock is my time is timed out right so that's an employee mindset the business side of the ward the hospital is nothing to do with me that's the employee mindset i'm talking about i just turn up do my job and i go home i stick to my job description right a business mindset right so this is the business mindset what is the business mindset the business mindset this is an example i would i would tell you uh, make it clear what a business mindset is right um so when i was back in zimbabwe before i went to the uk right how i got to the uk so i want you to start thinking right i've just explained the employee mindset right i'm going to go into the business mindset so when i was in the in zimbabwe uh we got i don't know how my parents or my brother got the information the uk had what they called project 2000 project 2000 was where they were uk had a deficit of nurses right and they were wanting to ramp up the nursing recruitment they needed nurses in the uk so what did they do they launched the project 2000 which was about recruiting students into the uk and they will pay them for their learning and they'll um give them what they call we called it a bursary right so i would be pay so i wouldn't pay any fees to the university however i'd be given a monthly bursary right so like payment right every month which was i think it was i don't know 450 pounds or something around there right every month so for someone coming from a different country to the UK it's it's an opportunity i'm going to learn for free and i'm going to be paid at the end of that right so i really did not need to work because that money that they gave me every month covered my rent i think my rent was about 200 and something right we had a shared accommodation they would provide us with accommodation we would if it a four bedroomed um house i'll share with other three students right so our my my payment towards our accommodation i would end up paying about 200 odd something pounds right so um so 200 pounds goes to my rent the rest goes to food and travel um and everything else clothing etc etc that i need to do in upkeeping myself 
night. So this was an opportunity for me to go to the UK to learn for free, to get to, to acquire a degree, be paid for it, right? But now, look at it this way. This is the lens that the um, NHS, what I mean, that's the nursing um, industry in the UK. That's the lens they took to recruit student nurses who eventually graduated, qualified as nurses, and then they worked in the the nursing industry so the deficit was covered because now they qualified nurses that they've trained up so even look at the time it took so they didn't recruit qualified nurses they recruited students so people just leaving high school so i went just soon after 18 years no soon after high school i finished my um high school 18 i went to the to the uk to study my nursing right so they were okay to take people for three years to pay them and it was okay. They knew there was, was going to be an opportunity after the three years for those people qualified to now cover their nursing deficient. Okay, so that's one example, right? So I wanted you to start thinking about the business mindset. The UK at that time were prepared to invest money and time, right, into these people who could potentially fill their job deficit. Deficit. Yeah, that's the word, right? <laughs> right. The the job gap, they were prepared to invest money to pay. And it was not just me, right? They did it all over the UK. So how many universities are there in the UK? I don't know. Plenty. I know I went to one university. I had lots of friends that went. Um, I've got cousins and sisters who were in different. I started in London. There's Manchester. There is Liverpool. There is Bristol, there is Leicester, there is, oh my gosh, right, everywhere. The universities in, 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 the, in the UK, everywhere. So I don't know in numbers how much they recruited, but I know it was a lot. A lot of um, uh, young students used that to get into the country, to get educated, to get the nursing degree, and then to cover this nursing uh, gap that was there, right? So this is how much they invested in their need to fill this void. Now, that's a business mindset. That's the mindset I'm talking about. As a worker, I just turn up to work. They put money and time and a strategy, right, to acquire people to fix, to fill this void that they needed to fill in the, in the, in the job market of the nurses, right? And I'll give you another example. And I'm sorry I keep um, referring to my nursing because that's what I know, right? That's the experience I can talk about. Okay, and then when I moved to Australia, right, when we were looking for job opportunities to come to Australia, and when I we moved, my husband, we were thinking we had options either to go to New Zealand, to Canada, to the US, and to Australia, right? But it was easier to, it was quicker to either come to New Zealand or Australia because their system was easy. They would pay us to migrate to make the move from the uk to australia um they paid for shipping they paid um, our air flights they paid um when we got here they paid i think our first month's um accommodation or something um when we moved to to melbourne um and what else did they pay? The 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 several benefits. I think um the visa processing, the medica um the medicals that you have to do to you know to uh, for you to get the visa to come here, it was all covered. Um and because we we're coming on a visa, you know anything you wanted to go into in terms of getting a permanent residence, citizenship, 
it was all supported, right? Um, so the, all these subsidies, all these benefits that came with us moving to Australia, right? And there were a lot of recruiters that were coming all the way from Australia to the UK recruiting nurses, right? I know one job interview that my husband took, right, was with a company based in Melbourne here, but they actually were conducting interviews in Manchester, right? So that's a business mindset. They had a strategy. So they noticed there was a gap. Australia needed nurses, right? Then they had to develop a strategy. How are we going to recruit nurses here? So some were recruiting nurses via a phone. Uh, they didn't have to travel to the UK. I mean, when we had different um, companies we were dealing with, some we simply spoke to over the phone, right? But others actually sent recruiters to the UK to recruit nurses. Now, that's the mindset I'm talking about. They, had, they identified a need for their business. They needed nurses. They had to develop a strategy to recruit the nurses, right? And then they invested in recruiting these nurses, right? Our traveling costs, our removals, right? So if we're coming here, our removal costs were covered. So if you're coming with, I don't know, it will obviously take a couple of months. Our furniture arrived probably three months later than we did, but that was all covered, right? So they invested in making the move as easy as possible for the nurses to come into Australia. So that's the mindset I'm talking about, right? What a business is prepared to do in order to stay in business, in order to make money, in order to make impact, in order to serve, right? That's the business mind mindset I'm talking about. So a business mindset is you now taking ownership, right? you taking the responsibility for the growth, the development, the functioning of your business. It's not just turning up and going home, right? There's an ownership and there's a responsibility, right? Responsibility to the people you serve, to the customers, to the patients, um, whatever you want to call them, who you serve, the honors is on you now, okay? And this is, where the, this is where the challenge is now. A lot of us, mamas, and I'm speaking because this is what I went through and I'm still going through that, you know, is we still have an employee mindset in our business, right? We've got this expectation that we just turn up and things are done and we go home. But the difference between a business mindset and an employee mindset is now as a business, I'm responsible for the growth of my business. I cannot just turn up and go home. There are things I have to put in place in thinking, actions, and behavior, right? And I, that's what I mentioned when I said it, it's a lot more it's a lot more challenging if you're still within the two roles because you have to con con consistently operate and shift between the two if you still have if you're still in full-time employment and you're still trying to start your business or you have a side hustle you're constantly oscillating between the two mindsets and i'm saying it's not that it cannot be done it is just challenging okay so i'm just gonna share a few tips in how you how, um two tips to help you with the transition so this is for you if you're trying to make the move from um, your side hustle into full-time business or maybe you still have to stay between the two roles until maybe your side hustle gets bigger but get, you know, start to make more money get better how do you survive that transition and a lot of us we think really get uncomfortable because we are growing Right? It's a new mindset we're having to operate in. It's a new mindset we're going to have to develop. Because some of us were in employment for like 10, 
20, 25 years, right? And then you're only in business for four months and you're going, oh my gosh, this is hard. You have to give yourself time for you to develop, develop that business mindset. You have to give yourself time to really um, get rid of this employee mindset which is holding you back, right? You have to give yourself time to adjust to these, okay? So this is what I'm talking about, a few tips that I'm going to give you today that will help you make the transition or that will help you understand, you know, when, when you're stuck, when you're being overwhelmed and you're thinking it's not working, you've probably gone into employee mindset when you need to be in the business mindset. So I'll give you a few tips here. So the first tip is um, in order for you or your business to work, you need to start thinking like a boss. So we've all been employed at one stage in time, right? How does your boss operate? You've probably seen or heard or observed how your business, how your boss operated, right? Or the person who had ownership or your manager or the responsibility, the major responsibility of where you worked. How did they think? Right? That's how you're going to have to think now. Okay. Um, they went through all lengths to acquire. So I'll, I'll go back to my example. The net, the nursing companies I've witnessed, they went through all lengths to acquire nurses. They traveled to other countries. They made consistent calls to us to make sure that we are interested. They recruited us. They covered our medicals. They did everything, right? They invested in the project. So if it's investing in students, investing in nurses to come, pay for removals, pay for the flights, pay for accommodation, all of those things were covered. So what the bosses did, the companies did, they went through all lengths to acquire their their nurses so they could serve their patients, right? And I go back to one of the the one I mentioned about my private um, hospital. They went through a lot to acquire their patients. They made sure the hospital was lovely, the food was amazing, the rooms were really really nice, um, so that the patient is happy to stay at that place, right? Every day, it was in a beautiful location where the patients could recover in a beautiful setting. That um, all the therapies they needed physio, old occupational therapists, whatever they needed, it was covered. So I really noticed that the company, that hospital, really went out to make sure the facilities were up to top notch so that they could recruit or get patients who would be willing to pay to stay in those hospitals. So this is a big point. The companies were prepared to do, to go through great lengths in order to secure us nurses or to secure the patients. Right. So what are you prepared to do for your business? Right. Don't have excuses. Don't go, oh, it's too hard or it's too complicated. Do I have to do this? Do I have to... You're going to have to do whatever it takes in order to secure the client, in order to secure the deal, in order to whatever is required for you to develop, to grow, to get impact, to make money, whatever it is, you're going to have to go through that lens. There is no limit. And you have to start thinking differently like, what what might be a big deal for me might not be a big deal for you. What is it that's required for your business in order to do what is what they this company they went to the UK to recruit nurses. Right. These Project Two Thousand they paid students for the whole three years. Right. That's a lot of money. Right. There's some that just did it over the phone. So what's your all in when you're doing your business? Right. I hear um, you know, moms were saying, Oh, I don't really want to put my number 
right on 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 Instagram or my social platforms because um, I'm scared people will go after me. You're in business. So how are people supposed to find you if, if you cannot put your number, your contact data so someone can call you? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So those are the little things that we that are stopping us from really functioning in our full capacity within the business. That's still an employee mindset. You want people to find you. Right. So you should have your socials, you should have an, some form of email or some way that people can contact you in order to talk about your business. Right. So this is one example I'm just talking about that limits us as, as mamas when you get into business. We are very, very tentative in our approach. We are very tentative or laser fair in making a sale, in pitching your, 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 your business or the way you serve. Everything is just very tentative. Oh, I always talk about um, some of us are going into business like a chameleon. You know, you take one step forward, one step back. Very, very tentative. But all these recruiters to the UK, they were very aggressive. They were very aggressive to make sure that they have nurses that are coming to Australia. How aggressive are you? Are you still thinking through hesitant or trying to say, we'll see what it takes. We'll see if the people come. Are you doing everything you need to be doing in order to secure patients, to make, you know, to make the sale, to get the clients, to improve your product, your service, whatever it is that you're doing? Are you going all in? Right, because these people in these companies, that's what they're doing. They advertise. Look at all these supermarkets. They sell. They were paying for TV ads. They are doing everything on buses, on um, billboards, um, everywhere. They're advertising. So how come you are like playing hide and seek? Your business is the best kept secret. No one knows what you do. You tell nobody about what you do, and you still want to run a business. This is what I'm talking about. Right. What's the other tip? So I could go on about it, right? But I'll hold back. Another tip is um, you're going to make, in order to make this shift from employee to business mindset, you're going to need to, um, in order to make things happen, you're going to have to make decisions. Remember when I spoke about, for example, when I did my nursing shift, I did not make a lot of big decisions. I had patient care and that requires also some big decision making, but it was nothing relating to budget, relating to who are higher and fire, uh, who, you know, in terms of the quality of the hospital, that's got nothing to do with me. You now, as, an, as a business person, there are certain decisions that you're going to need to make that you cannot run away from. I'll give you an example. I work with moms who go, I'm still deciding the day to launch. I'm still deciding uh, on when I'm going to launch. And they stay in decision mode for a whole six months. When you decide picking a date for an event, for a launch, to launch your product or your service, to run a webinar, there's no science to it. Pick a date. A date that allows you to put everything in place, to put, you know, advertise, speak to your audience, run the thing. It is not scientific. Pick a date, right? But a lot of us uh, moms are stuck in just, this, just making the right decision to launch, to put my price out, to, you know, to put an ad, to speak to somebody, should I follow up with an email, should I ring them? Should I, it's should I, should I, should I, should I, should I? And you're stuck in this mode. We're not making decisions. You need to make decisions because as a business person, you're in charge now, right? In the last workshop, I spoke about we are the CEO, right? CEO makes decisions, right? You don't get in limbo. You don't get stuck in limbo trying to think, should I, should I? You cannot afford that. Your business is relying on you making decisions, right? So you cannot afford to do that. So that's a shift you're going to have to make. You don't rely on somebody to make decisions. You're going to make 
these decisions. And what I've learned about decisions is in business, people make decisions pretty quickly. Right? I'm not saying you rush over decisions, but you know, make a decision. If you fail, then you calibrate, you adjust, you learn, and you make the move again. You were still waiting for the perfect time, the perfect launch, the perfect product. The per- there is no such thing. Just try something out, see if it works. If it doesn't work now, you know. You adjust, you pivot, you adopt, you change what is required, but make that decision. Okay, so that's one big um, mind shift you're going to have to make from employee to a business. You're going to have to make the decisions. Right? You cannot afford to be indecisive because you waste money and you lose money and you lose time, you lose opportunities when you're being indecisive. Right? Another point is you're going to have to take action. Right? When you make the decision, then act. Right? There's no perfect time for doing it. Just do the, take, make action what is required to do. A lot of the times in business, it's, I, and I understand it's a new thing you're trying to do. Right? So you're going to be apprehensive. You're going to be uh, trying to be cautious. Right? But you're going to have to take the action. Make the call. Do the sale. Launch the thing. Right? Speak to the customer. Speak to the client. Whatever it is, you're going to have to take action. Right? Make the decision and take the action and see how it goes. Um, I had talked to a lot of moms who say, what if it works? What, what if it doesn't work? Right? And then they don't do the thing. But then now because you haven't done the thing, it definitely does not work. The only way you can actually reflect and see if it does not work is you doing the thing. And then you get feedback. Then you will know if it's worked or if it hasn't worked. Right? So take the action and get the feedback that you require. Right. The another tip is invest. You're going to have to invest. We spoke about these companies who've invested in money in recruiting nurses, in getting students to go through the whole three-year course. Right. Companies spend money. Right. So my invest, when I talk about my invest, I'm not talking about money, but this is an example. Right. <coughs> You're going to have to invest money. You're going to invest your time. Right? I know you're stuck in between your full-time work and your sidekick, but if you're on your sidekick to develop, you're going to have to put time into it. Right? What is required for you to get bigger, for you to make more impact in order to make more sales? What do you need to do? Right? Do I need to talk to somebody? Do I need to invest in a coach? Do I need to invest in a mentor? Do I need to... What is it required? What do you need to put in? When I talk about investing, is what are you putting in? It might mean you're sacrificing some time some money, right? Less sleep, I guess, if you're starting up or, you're, you know, whichever stage you've been, sometimes it's less sleep, sometimes it's early morning, sometimes it's late nights, right? Because you're doing what is required. That's an investment. And who do you need to hire, right? In order to help you do the things that you need to do so that you stay, I always talk about you staying in your genius zone, right? Maybe you need to get somebody, a VA, to help you do the other tasks that you, that are taking your time, that you can stay in the money generating things that you can do right so investment is a big deal and don't talk about just money investment so you can create right some of us need to make time to create what we need to create and you know that's not going to work if you're not spending any time if you're not purposefully setting out time in between your launch your mothering so so in between your full-time work your mothering and your business you're going to have to dedicate some time so your business grows right and um, I think this will be the last one you're going to have to. And that's what, that's what I'm talking about. That's the difference between the mindset of, um, 
of a business person, uh, a business mindset and an employee mindset. You're going to have to be doing certain things. You are actually responsible for what you do. Right. And then the next, the last point I need to, you need to tell people about your business. Right. I spoke about it briefly in the advertising. Right. That all these companies invested of money in advertising in letting people know what they do. Um, so you could have to do that. It may be, it might mean you're just telling people about it. That's cheap. That's free. Word of mouth. Right. Tell people what you do. Right. I, some of us are, you know, like I said, you, your business, your best kept secret. No one knows what you do. You never tell anybody. All right. Start talking to people about what you do. Right. Social media is free. I mean, you're paying for your Wi-Fi, but social media is free. Have a social media pl- platform, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, what's the other one? Twitter. Uh, whatever. Right. It does not cost a lot. Right. I've been doing some social media uh, management for um, the business I'm working with. And some of these ladies don't have social media platforms. I'm like, how are people going to buy from you if no one, this day and age, everyone's on social. You need to be on a social platform so people can find you, so you can sell your 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 products and your services. You can you know, talk about it. People see you in your stories, pictures, you doing lives, doing videos. Uh, oh, YouTube, I missed out YouTube, right? All these platforms, you need to be there somehow telling and selling your story, selling your products, selling your service, but you need to be out there, right? If you don't advertise yourself, no one's going to know you and no one's going to know that you do business and you're not going to have a business. So think, think. So as I summarize this um, topic of my business mindset versus employee mindset, I think this is the last but probably a really big deal is Speak about your business to everybody and everybody. And the first thing you, you think, which is what I used to deal with, and I still have to do with it, I cringe, like, I'm annoying people, or I might be doing too much, but just look at the companies that are around us. How many Coke adverts do we see? How many apples and Christmas things do we see on TV right now? Um, how many emails do you get from companies right now, you know, advertising and selling their stuff? Um, how many calls do you get? You get people selling stuff on your phone. Um how many, I don't know, just the adverts everywhere on TV when you're watching a program, right? Those are people selling their stuff, right? Those are really, really aggressive. So that's what you're going to have to be as you, as a person that you shift from employee mindset. You don't just turn up anymore, but you're responsible for the growth and the visibility, right, of your business. Okay, so I hope um, this has helped somebody. I hope it's helped the mama because for me, it's something that I've really learned and still learning to master, that I cannot have an employee mindset within my business. I need to have a business mindset. And if you can just take one major thing from this conversation is just look at how your boss functioned or maybe just look at how all these companies sell and advertise and create visibility. What are they doing? That's how you need to do it. So you need to find your way of doing it as a Mabel spinning to how I do my business. I shouldn't do my business like how Coke does. I can be inspired by the idea, the way they do it, but I have to put a Mabel signature into it, a Mabel touch into it, right? And I have to be loud. I know I met a lovely mentor a couple of years ago that said, you know, find a way that you can be Mabel loud because I'm I'm not a loud person. I'm, I don't talk a lot. And I am not loud as a personality, right? So she said, you're going to have to be, find a way to be Mabel loud. Mabel loud means how am I going to make myself visible in a way that Mabel is comfortable. In not that if I come up and say, hey, say, hey, 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 that's not me, right? But I'm going to have to find a way to be loud 
in the way that maybe it's okay to be loud so I can be seen. Okay, so I hope this has helped some mamas, right? I would like to hear what you think about this mindset versus these mindset issues we spoke about, business mindset versus employee mindset. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with either of them, right? But in order to function in a business, you need a business mindset and not an employee mindset. It's okay to tip into the employee mindset when you're recruiting and you, you know, you're trying to get something from that. But in order for your business to run, you cannot have an employee mindset. And that's the message of this episode. Hopefully it's been good. I'd like to get a feedback from you um, in terms of if it's helped you, if, if it's said them things, you know, if it's made you think, if it's challenged you, let me know. Like, I love my feedback. I love to hear what my audience thinks. But I hope this has served you today. So thank you for listening again. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you once again for being here, for your time, your ears, and your energy. And I really hope that this podcast is making some impact in your life, in your family, and in your business. Please share this episode or podcast with another mama, sister, or woman who you think might need it. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And a review, please, if you can, because I'd really love to hear how this is changing and impacting your life. Again, special, special, special thank you for listening. For your time, I do not take that for granted. Until next week, continue living your gift out loud.